Australia's greatest illusionist, Cosentino. Hello, Cos. Were you wearing a new hat these days, mate? You've become an author. Yes, I have. So it's, uh, yeah, adding another string to my bow. Right. And it's a book for kids, too. It is. It's called The Mysterious World of Cosentino. Book one is The Missing Ace. It's been uh, two years in the making to put together. It's a book for, well, it's for reluctant readers, 8 to 12, to engage yeah. them in reading. And it's a... Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of like a, a, a cartoon picture book, right. a fantasy book. Right, yeah. I see here it says dangling on a burning rope while chained above a tank full of hungry sharks. There's only one hero that can beat the odds, Cosentino the Grand Illusionist. Kids will love this. Yes, well, so far so good because uh, the first printing is also, you know, all being sold out. So we're into the second print within two weeks. And they're really, uh, I mean, they're only nine ninety nine, less than $10. They're a paperback, aren't they? Yeah, it's cheaper than a Happy Meal. There you go. There you go. It'll last a lifetime. That's right. And uh, you can pass it on to siblings, you know, the older you Mm -hmm. get when kids. What made you actually think about this concept of doing a book for kids, mate? There's a couple of things. I uh, was a very reluctant reader myself. Didn't learn to read till I was about 12. Uh, So I understand uh, I'm from that world, not being engaged, not wanting to read books, not being interested in books. I I came across a magic book when I was 12 and... um, uh, my mum read it to me, and that's how I learned to read. So I understand that world, and also the fact that I had all these ideas and characters and worlds in my head since about oh, I started getting them on paper in about 2012. But these these ideas and creativity I wanted to get out and, uh, and share uh, for some time. So I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to meet Scholastic Publishers, and they put me together with James Hart, a wonderful illustrator, Jack Heath, another brilliant author. Um, and us three together were able to get all, everything out on paper, which is, uh, which is great, very, very, very um, satisfying. And look, I say the book's for reluctant readers, um, but, but it's more than that. It, it's like picking up a great comic book. It, you know, there's a lot of love gone into this, 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 this first book, um, and it's, it's one in a series of books. And, and like I said, so far with the kids, it's just been gobbled up, and, and, and that's a wonderful thing to get people engaged in reading and just – uh, you know, back to back to opening books and and, and, and fantasy. Yeah, I'm just looking at the cover. The, uh, the illustration on the cover is fantastic, and it also says there it's got what three bonus trick cards. Yeah, so in the story, the character, the main character, Cosentino, gets gets brought in front of the um, the evil king, and the, the magic in this particular story has been banished. Nobody's allowed to have it, but the king. He keeps it, keeps it for himself. He's very selfish, and so Cosentino performs illusions um, as opposed to using real magic. And the king makes him perform some tricks before he gets thrown into the dungeon or arcade, we call it. Yeah. And he performs a trick with three cards, and kind of fools the king. Well, the child or whoever's reading the book learns that trick from the book. It's not just a trick to learn for the sake of learning, but it's an actual trick that's performed in the book. And and then the cards come with the book and you can learn that trick yourself. Fantastic. Cosentino, Australia's greatest illusionist, now children's author. Cos, always great to talk to you, mate. Thanks very much. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Your Money with Nick Bruning from the West Australian. Hey, very good morning, mate. How are you going? Mr. Blackley, very well, thank you very much. I'm getting my boat ready for the crayfish season. (laughs) Things looking good, mate. I tell you, I'm surprised you still got a boat. (laughs) Why is that? Oh, well, you know, they're just a a hole in the water you throw money into, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, no, it's only a little uh, little tinny, but um, you've got to get those cray pots just right for the uh, opening of the season next week. Well, let's hope no one go. else pulls them before you get to them. I, yeah, I, I hate all that so sort of stuff. If I got a windfall, and that's what we're talking about this morning, um, yep. the lucky 50 grand that lobs in from an inheritance, or maybe you've sold your boat because it's no longer needed for you. Yep.
Um, we're looking at a story where one of uh, an old timer in their 80s went to see a financial advisor and the advice was to stick it all into a share fund, right? So 80 years old, put all the money in a share fund and up and up she goes, but more importantly, more likely and possibly down it goes before um, they're in a position to take any profits from it. So look, it's really about making sure that you've got some real basic parts of the finances sorted out. Things like having a couple of months worth of expenses stuck in the bank, uh, just in case something goes wrong with the system, you know, Centrelink stuff up or uh, yep. or your super fund doesn't pay. And then having an amount in reserve for the, the fridge blowing up or the car needing repairs or, or maybe helping out one of the kids. So it's, it's just sometimes it's not about getting the whiz-bang returns. It's just about being safe and sensible with your dough. Yep. And, and even for people that are well into their 80s where they don't necessarily need money for themselves, maybe they're thinking more about the kids, that's the time when you can start looking at some of these longer-term investments. But if you're not in that category, mate, just stick it in a term deposit. You don't need the sleepless nights, to be honest. Well, that's right. Yeah. It's the old, <laughs> it's the old story. You don't need all your eggs in one basket, do you? Absolutely. So, so just be a bit sensible, but I know that uh, sometimes it's all about, oh, you know, stick it in the property, stick it into shares. Um, it's, that's great when you're in your 40s, 50s or 30s, but uh, once you get into your 60s, 70s and 80s, it's time to start being a bit sensible. Um, speaking of people in their 60s and 70s, just a, a bit of a plug for a survey that we're running at the West. Yep. Um, it's really trying to get a handle on West Australians' um, handling of retirement and understanding the issues that specifically affect them. Um, you can go along. It's open until Friday night, so it's only uh, fairly short, but you yep. do it online at thewest.com.au forward slash retirement. Uh, thewest.com.au forward slash retirement. Uh, you can win some prizes and stuff, but more importantly, we want to find out exactly what, uh, what West Australian retirees are thinking at the moment. All right, mate. Thanks very much for that. We'll, we'll catch you again next Monday morning. Look forward to it, and I'll tell you about McCray Hall. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Yeah, right. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> See you, mate. Bye-bye. All righty, what's happening on the weekend sport, mate? Heaps of action over the weekend. Blackies, Mark Scaife said it best yesterday in uh, motorsport. Of course, Bathurst, he described it as a victory for David over Goliath. David Reynolds and Luke Gilden coming out on top after a chaotic and slippery Bathurst 1000 at Mount Panorama. Renault didn't let us down in the celebration department either. He had plenty of plenty of smiles. He's Kicking a bit a of a boy. Boot into the crowd. I've met him a couple of times. He's a bit, of, a bit of a lad. Yeah, appears to be a bit of a lad. <laughs> he yeah. enjoy, he enjoys. He'd probably get on pretty well. He enjoys I'm himself. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and did the old uh, Daniel Ricciardo style skull from yeah. the other boot that he didn't kick into the crowd. Yeah. I think he was actually doing that before Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> actually, I think Daniel Ricciardo may have pinched it Stolen off him. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Ricardo, another podium finish from yesterday at the Japanese Grand Prix, this time third behind Lewis Hamilton and his Red Bull teammate Max Verstappen. Hamilton now with one hand on the F1 World Championship after another nightmare afternoon for his main rival, Sebastian Vettel. He uh, really struggled. The, uh, the Perth Wildcats, though, didn't. Their season began on Saturday night. Bryce Cotton wove some early magic before the relentless Wildcats machine kicked into gear to claim a 96-86 victory over Brisbane at Perth Arena. Wonderful. Yeah, really, Wonderful. really happy about that we are. For <laughs> Wonderful. Those that bleed red, so to speak. That's right. And uh, in a result just in this morning, too, Black is in the NBL and verse NBA preseason series currently taking place in the U.S. Great work by Melbourne United. They very nearly pulled off a historic win against the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder, falling agonisingly short, 86-85 to 85 in front at some points during that match. And that was the first time in basketball history that an NBL team has ever held a lead over an NBA team. So that's yeah, pretty that's cool. Great. And yeah, a shame they terrific. couldn't quite get there. Yeah. Tennis, very quickly, Rafael Nadal is urging Nick Kyrgios to keep going after consigning the 
Combustible Aussie to an explosive straight sets loss in the China Open final. Another curious meltdown led Rafa to seize his sixth title of the season with a 6-2, 6-1 victory in Beijing. Big 21st celebrations on the weekend. Another stunning Winx win, this time at Flemington. I the know, champion what mayor. an amazing horse. 21 in a row. Yeah. Absolutely a dominant victory by her in the $500,000 Group 1 Tumble The space. most amazing thing about Winx is that the mm. longer the race seems to be, the further ahead she seems to win yes. by. Oh, it's just, just amazing. How she long won that by eight, eight lengths or something. Yeah. I mean, God, my... Yeah, it's quite remarkable. Yeah. Uh, very quickly turning to cricket, Mitchell Stark making a successful return for the New South Wales Blues the other day in their JLT Cup loss to South Australia. That augurs well for the Aussies' Ashes chances this summer. Plenty going on in that JLT Cup. WA tracking beautifully, just quietly out on top of the table after yep. three games. And the AFL silly season is upon us. The AFL trade period officially opening today. Expect the Dockers to get deals done for Gold Coast Brandon Matera and Nathan Wilson from GWS relatively easily. Perhaps a little quieter on the West Coast front, but who really knows what drama the AFL's meat market will bring us over the next week or so. That's right, and uh, MotoGP had some time off, and the next one is next Sunday, this Sunday coming up, the 15th, and the uh, the Moto Grand Prix of Japan, if you're into your motorcycles. Thank you very much, mate.